I'm Emily Eamon here with the first ever podcast edition of Big Ten Volley Talk, where you will hear from current student-athletes, coaches, alumni, and other experts on everything volleyball in the Big Ten. The Big Ten season is officially underway in just days, and all eyes seem to be on this number one ranked Wisconsin Badger team. Coming off a national championship match in 2019, the Badgers have super high expectations heading into the spring season. Wisconsin opens up play this Friday against number 13 ranked Purdue and legendary head coach Kelly Sheffield joined the show to give a little insight into this season and into this Badger team. He shares some thoughts on the upcoming schedule, who he's looking to to lead this team and how being a quote idiot as a head coach can even help his team out and so, so much more. Check it out. I'm Emily Eamon here, back with Big Ten Volley Talk, giving you the latest updates on everything Big Ten Volleyball. Today, I'm joined by legendary Wisconsin Badger head coach, Kelly Sheffield. Coach, how are you feeling about the Big Ten starting up finally in just over a week? So excited. You know, I think, uh, I think all of us are. It's been so long since what we've played. We've, we've had, this has been the longest offseason in the history of our sport, it, it feels like. And so, you know, to have a schedule, have some matches that you're looking forward to is, um, you know, it's, uh, let's go. It's, it's time to roll. Yeah, it is time to roll. You guys have one of the hardest schedules in the Big Ten. You play every Big Ten team that made the NCAA tournament last season. How important is it for your team and teams in general this spring to have that high level of competition, especially, you know, with the absence of non-conference matches? You know the Big Ten, as, as you know, you you, are, you played in this conference. It's 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 gnarly and and awesome. And uh, you know we typically have played twenty matches in, in the season. This year we'll play twenty two. Uh, so that'll look a little bit different. It's uh, going to be a little bit more challenging from just a competitive standpoint. And then, you know, the other interesting thing that I'm really kind of looking forward to is is this whole thing playing back the same team back to back nights. You know, hockey does that, but you know that we've never. Uh, have done that and so you know is that uh, how does how different is that is it uh, psychologically that's probably got to be a little bit different I I uh, you know I would guess uh, strategy wise is there a difference with how teams go about things from night one to night two um, I don't know I'm but, I, but I'm looking forward to it the schedule schedule's tough like it always is it's a great league with great players and great coaches and and um, you know I'm not saying anything new or uh, about that, but, you know, playing 22 matches should be pretty fun. Yeah, you know, you talked about those back-to-back games um, and back-to-back days. Can you just talk about how that kind of might change the scouting aspect of the game? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, is it – do you go in there and just say, here, we're just going to play our game, and even, even if you're playing the same team, you know, I'm not sure how much you're going to uh, – how much changes you're going to do from one night to the next. You're not going to have any practice time or anything. And sometimes if you try to outthink the room, maybe you do more damage than, than good with yourself. So uh, I don't know. It's uh, and then you have the whole COVID thing. I mean, you know, does somebody test positive, you, you know, on the morning of one of those it's um, I'm just, I'm just not quite sure. I think the one thing that you want to make sure is that your team is in a really good mindset say you get swept on the first night, you know, get your team in a fighting spirit for night two. Say that you, you sweep a team uh, in, uh, in night one. It's still, you know, getting them to understand. And this, this team's a bunch – I mean, they're really, really good on the other side of the net. So you've got to be prepared or they're going to they're gonna turn the tables on you. And then, 
how do you get a team ready to go if you have a five-game affair the, the night before and playing that same team? One thing that'll be nice is that you're not getting on a on a bus or a plane and traveling for a few hours after a match to get ready to play in a different city the next night. So the travel should be a little bit easier. Yeah, um, the travel seems much easier this season. You know, you just got to figure out how to get your team going the next day, whether or not you lost the night before. Um, but you guys, you know, polling-wise, are sitting in a great position. You're, you're ranked number one in the AVCA preseason poll. Do you feel any pressure of having that target on your back? I'm sure you guys are used to it, but, you know, this season coming off the success you had last year is, is really high, the expectations. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try not to give you any coach speak, you know, about, you know, about the rankings and, and stuff, but it's, um, you know, it's a little bit weird to be, you know, somebody gives you preseason number one, where there's another team that's 14 and 0 out there. I mean, that's just, you know, and that's got to be a first in the history of college sports, but, you know, I don't, you don't, we don't shy away from it. It's, it adds zero stress. It adds zero joy. You know, I mean, when you've gone this long without playing it, it, uh, it had zero effect. Uh, on on me, I can't speak for our players, but you know we are so excited about being in the gym. We're so excited about being able to open up our season in front of us that it, you know a ranking just isn't going to dim that or you know make that any brighter. And so it you know it's it's whatever it is. Uh, let's let's go play. Let's go play a great team. I mean Purdue. We open up with them on back to back nights. I mean that's. Seems like every year we open up with the Boilermakers. So we've had some we've had some some humdingers with them over the years. Yeah, good team, and I'm super excited for that matchup. Uh, you mentioned you know practicing for the last few weeks, and there's a much smaller time frame to prepare for um, this season. You know, you had all the fall, but getting back into it, kind of what this preseason looks like. What have the last two weeks of full go team practices looked like for you guys? Uh, Emily, it's been it's 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 been awesome. You know, we, you know, we, we, for us, we got, when we got everybody back after break, we kind of tried to keep everybody separated. They were around their families and things, and we wanted to make sure that we got off on the right foot. So we kind of put everybody in, uh, in their own hotel rooms or, you know, their own apartments or whatever for a few days, waited till we got some, some, uh, all of the negative tests back. And, and, uh, and then once we did, we were, we were off and running, you know, we got, uh, you know, we're lifting, we're keeping everybody kind of separated from, you know, from a lifting standpoint, we're practicing, we're all practicing with masks on every, every day. And we're having two practices a day and, you know, our film watching is a little bit different. We're not in our film room. We're, you know, we're all spread out all over the field house watching it. You know, the other thing that's just kind of got interested yesterday, the big 10 teams have to kind of deal with is that, you know, we're going to be testing nine times a week, which is insane. You know, seven days a week, we're doing this antigen testing and twice a week, we're doing PCR testing. And so it's early mornings every day. Um, you know, you're hoping that, uh, that there's, you're not getting too many positive tests along the way, but it's, it adds another layer uh, of just this, you know, not just physically having to get up to go and do those. You know, our we have two days a week that we'll test twice at two different places on campus. It looks different. Uh, we're trying not to get too worked up around it. We're just so joyful that we've got it uh, and, and have so many people that are all trying to, to move in the same direction to get this thing off the ground that, um, you know, we're, you know, let's see what we can do. You mentioned the, you know, psychological and mental aspect of this. I feel like through the summer and 
you know, into the fall and now into the winter, something that's been a huge topic of conversation and kind of a really pinpointed problem was the mental health of student athletes um, during this really hard time, not being able to see family and close friends, you know, going to workouts and coming straight home, not seeing anyone except, you know, maybe your roommates and your teammates and not to mention any other, you know, COVID related problems that might be coming up for them or at home. What is your team doing specifically to address the mental health of your student athletes? You know, it, it, it's, it's a great question that you asked. It's an important question. I think the really important thing is you got to know your team. You got to know your players. You've got to, you know, you've really got to know them because two teams are going to go about this very differently based on the makeup. I'm, I'm very, very fortunate here that we've got, what, eight or nine seniors uh, on this team. Um, you know, I've got a coaching staff that we've all been together for over a decade. I think coaches are letting the players kind of lead the way a little bit on how to address that. You've got to be tuned in. You've got to have your entire staff tuned in. You've got to have your captains and your seniors tuned in to one another. But we're also trying to keep things as, as normal as we possibly can. You know, I think that's, you know, athletes, you go in the gym, you want to compete. So you've got to find ways to compete. And, and you don't want to carry all the problems of your day into the gym with you. You know, that's, as you know, you want to get away from that. And so, you know, how do we try to make this normal? How do we try to bring a team together and get them to compete and feel good? You know, they've got an idiot for a head coach that has stupid jokes every once in a while that, uh, so there's the dad jokes got to get you through sometimes though. <laughs> uh, I, it, you know, without being able to see their mouths, I can still see their eyes. There's still a lot of eye rolls <laughs> on a daily basis. So I don't know that we, you know, we just do the best we can. Right. Yeah. Who are those players um, you're looking to lead the team this year? Have you guys named captains? We do. Our captains, Sydney Hilly. She'll be, you know, third time captain Molly Haggerty and Lauren Barnes. Um, great leadership from the three of them. But man, we've got leadership coming from so many different people. I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, when you've got as many seniors as we have, you know, uh, Dana Redke, Danielle Hart, both of them, I consider really strong leaders. So is Nicole Shanahan. We've got some newer players that are coming in, you know, uh, Deanna Kraft, you know, she's new on our program, but does a really, really good job. Grace Loberg does a really, really good job and is a, is a growing leader for us. So, We've got that coming from a lot of different places, you know, and I think experience kind of helps with, with that. Uh, a lot of them uh, room with each other. And so I know they're passionate about what they do and there's a lot of collaborating to, together. But um, yeah, leadership here is coming from probably a lot of different places, which is where, where you'd want it. Yeah, staying on kind of personnel, two of your three incoming players in the class of 2021 are coming in early along with uh, that transfer from UNC. While these players aren't actually able to complete compete during the spring season, does it help to just have extra bodies in the gym? You know, rosters across the country right now seem so limited with players opting out um, and all of that. So how, how does having those extra bodies help you guys? It's been awesome. I mean, we've got, we've got 20 players in the gym. Uh, we don't have any practice players this year. So that's uh, that certainly has been, when, been helpful and, and having some depth certainly helps you with that. Uh, the new kids have done a great job. You know, it's, uh, I don't think coming early for everybody. And that's certainly not something that, you know, we push or even highly strongly encourage anybody just, you know, it's case by case, but, you know, Anna Smrek and uh, Lauren Jardine, both of them have graduated high school early. They've gotten here. I think both of them felt maybe this was uh, a little bit better situation than the uncertainty of maybe what 
uh, the club seasons could look at look like. Um, you know, to be able to go through a season, get a lot of training during their, you know, twice a day, every day. Um, so it's been great. Yeah, Sydney Reed has been great. She won't be able to play this year either, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that she adds to the court that we're really thankful that she's here. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons the field house is so hard to play in um, is because of the fans and, you know, the band helps a lot too. Do you think that you know, having no fans in that building will affect any home court advantage um, that was there before? Oh, I'm sure. You know, it's, I mean, the crowds, the crowds are great. I mean, there's big, the Big Ten crowds are just, are, are incredible. I mean, you, go to, you know, even the places that don't draw a lot, I mean, those are still really, you know, compared to the others, those are still really good places to go to. But some of the, the best venues, some of the best uh, environments in, in our sport, um, you know, we see quite frequently here. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing like coming in the, the you know, coming up the stairs from our locker room, our team room, and uh, you're smelling the popcorn, the band's playing, and the fans are just packed. I mean, when they open up the door 60 minutes before match time, Emily, I'm, I, you know, the fans are literally sprinting to the seats because we've got some seats that are general admission, and they've been waiting there for three, four, or five hours. Um and so there's a lot of energy that's, that comes with that, that you know, we'll certainly miss, um, but we know that they'll be watching on TV. You know, we know they'll be watching on the streams. And um, um, you know, that's certainly a bonus to have the fans around and we're not gonna obviously have that this year, but you know, hey, their cutouts are there. You know, yay. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Hey, it helps so um, any any the cutouts of the fake noise, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it's so funny. I went to a few um, Northwestern football games this year, and yeah, they just they congratulations add sound by and, the way. Go cats, go cats! <laughs> Great year. <laughs> um, no, but it, I mean, it is weird being in a stadium and you know not having those fans around, but having them you know dump sound, and it's um, it's very different. But I, I feel like a lot of teams now are talking about you know creating their own energy and whether you're looking at people on the court to do that or on the bench, who are you kind of looking to, to create that energy for your team? Everybody, you know, I don't think it just is, is one or two people. I mean, but, but trust me, energy from these teams, any of these teams is not going to be a problem. <laughs> they have been, they haven't seen an opponent forever. They've been, you know, so many of them have been, you know, they haven't been able to go out to, you know, whatever, whatever it is that they like to go out to on a regular <laughs> basis. They're, they're staying in their apartments and their dorms and they're uh, creating energy for these matches, for these players. That, man, that won't be a problem at all for any team out there, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, you know, just from the people that I've talked to, everyone is ready to go. I mean, it yeah. seems like especially these first matches, it's going to be, you know, knock down, drag out, let's go. I, you know, I don't care if it's the top team playing the bottom. Yeah, I don't think it matters at this point. It seems like everyone is ready and um, it's going to be, you know, an incredible season. So is there anything else that you think the volleyball world should know um, about the upcoming season or this Badger team? No, I, you know, I, I will tell you this. It's uh, I, I appreciate your coverage that, that you're given. I think you do a great job. I think your future is really bright. Uh, so we're excited to have you um, in this. But, you know, this season, 
so many of us are thankful just for the people that have been behind the scenes of everything that they've done to get to this. I mean, it is a lot of hard work. It is a lot, you know, the medical people of what they're doing, the testing and just the, um, it is, it is insane. Our facilities people, you know, across the country of what they're doing. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, it was tough watching those teams that were playing in the fall, you know, part of you is thankful that they're the Guinea pigs, you know, and, uh, you know, some of the lessons learned that they had to go through, but it's a, um, you know, the fact that most of us are moving forward together uh, here in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's an exciting time for our sport. It is so exciting. Um, yeah. Like you said, watching those teams in the fall, it was, you know, it gave us a little taste of what we might see, but now having a tangible start date and everything, it is beyond exciting. Um, thank you so much for joining me. And quite literally, I'm counting down the days to first serve. Uh, you guys face Purdue next Friday, January 22nd in Madison. Uh, thank you so much, Coach, and good luck this season. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. So do. All right. That was Wisconsin head coach Kelly Sheffield. If you liked this episode of Big Ten Volley Talk and you want more Big Ten Volleyball content your way, make sure to follow our social channels at Big Ten Volley Talk and be sure to subscribe to this one. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.